Hi, Minimal Moves. It's Haruka again.、Um, today, I wanted to talk to you about the prom dress economy.、Um, I don't know if that's a real term. If it is and if it belongs to someone, sorry.、Uh, that's just kind of a term that made sense in my head.、Um, basically, what I'm talking about,、um, and you might already kind of get a sense of it from the word itself it's the prom dress. So,、um, for context, for someone who isn't from the United States,、um, In the United States, there's this、uh, event called prom. I'm sure it's、uh, also the case in other places as well.、Um, and, but we don't have it in Japan. <laughs> so,、um, so basically, it's this fancy、um, dress up occasion where people wear dresses or tuxedos or kind of any kind of、um, really, really fancy clothing, usually around the age range of、um, like 16 to 19, maybe I would say.、Um, and you go to this event,、um, you might have a date or you might go with your friend group.、Um, and it's A really important、um, event. I know that in some parts of the United States, it's、um, really an important kind of coming of age type of a ceremony almost.、Um, and they go all out.、Um, I can explain a little bit about my situation、um, personally, but I know that there's really a lot of variation from people who might borrow a dress to people who kind of almost go over the top more than weddings because I remember seeing somewhere. So, this is so vivid in my mind because I found this so surprising, but it's, it, it, I guess it makes sense.、Um, they said in an article、um, that at some schools they go so all out and they have a red carpet and they have these fancy cars because you only have one prom, you might get married multiple times or something along those lines. They presented it more interestingly, but、um, I thought that was really funny、um, because I'm sure that that's true for their context,、um, but I just never really thought of it that way. Um, but for me, I got like a really. I'll also talk about、um, and try to be as transparent about the cost of things、um, throughout this podcast as well, just because like there's no point in pretending like I didn't spend the money I did, no matter how guilty it makes me feel and how stupid it was.、Um, but I also don't think it's necessarily a poor choice to spend a lot of money on certain things.、Um, and I mean, yeah, I'm never going to have prom again in my life. So. I, I love my dress. Anyway,、um, I still have this prom dress. And it cost me around $200 probably.、Um, and just to give you a hint, if this is not something that's a part of your life,、um, prom dresses typically range from probably lower end, you could go down to like $50, $80, or you could probably even go lower if you really look、um, well. And、um, the higher end is probably, I know people for sure wore like、uh, $10,000, or wait, sorry, not $10,000. Um, $1,000 dresses um, to prom. Um, I did go to a fairly fancy school, but at the same time,、um, I think that that's fairly true no matter where you are in, in the United States,、um, that there's a lot of variation、um, and you can definitely push it to the higher end.、Um, I was having a really difficult time finding a prom dress that made sense to my brain,、um, and there was this one that my best friend、um, kind of insisted that I try on. She was probably tired at that point of following me around the mall because she was my. Um, ride to the mall, and、uh, she probably just wanted me to finish sooner than later. But it turned out to be a fantastic dress that I never would have reached for myself. It's a white dress, so unfortunately, I can never again wear it to anything、um, because it's a white floor length dress with、um, some beads on it,、um, sequins, I think they're called, but it's beautiful and、um, it fit me perfectly, fortunately, because they only had one of it in the store.、Um, but it was a bit out of my price range.、Um, But in that decision making process,、um, I was kind of a bit later in the game、um, of like playing the dress, and I just kind of wanted to settle on it too. It fit me well, it was the right size,、um, and it fit my kind of style as well.、Um, so I kind of went with it.
um, I still have the dress. That's kind of the problem. So I still have this dress. Um, I took it home, and then I brought it back to the U.S., which kind of doesn't make sense. Um, but it's it's a really beautiful dress, and I cleaned the bottoms of it because the day of the prom, it rained, of course. Um, knowing our year's luck, and um, so the bottom part got really really dirty. It will no matter what prom dress you get, no matter what day you go to prom. If it's a floral length dress, it will get dirty. Um, but, uh, I cleaned that out, it got pretty clean, um, I definitely, if I ever had an occasion, would wear it again, but I, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen, um, but that said, I wanted to talk about this, oh, and I can talk a little bit about how tuxes worked at our school, and I realized this is a very kind of heteronormative sort of dynamic, um, so I'm definitely not associating one to any particular gender, but I imagine that that's fairly something that is clearly associated um, because, and I'll explain the tux side as well, and it'll make sense probably, um, for tuxes, they had campus rentals, so for dresses, you had to find your own, and a lot of people bought them, um, I'm sure some people rented as well, rent the runaway is a great option, but, um, I'll talk a little bit about that later, but for tuxes, they brought, they came on campus, and they fitted people, and they, um, you could rent it, you could, uh, I think if you rent with one specific company, they came to collect it at your door, or, like, at least to the dorms, or something like that, so it was really easy, I didn't really know because I didn't do that, um, because I had my dress obviously, but um, I know that people used that option, and it's something that um, is potentially a legacy of the fact that the high school I went to used to be an old all-boys school, um, and it was assumed that typically men will be the ones wearing tuxes, and I feel like there's kind of something to tug at there. Um, at my alma mater, but that said, I mean, it's a great system, um, your chances are, if you are a person who is going to need a tux down the road, you already have a tux, um, that you can use, or down the road is in the next few years, and if you're not going to use it in the next few years, it's probably, there's no reason for you to buy one now, when your size might change, um, your circumstances might change, the settings that you need it for might change, so I think that's a great idea that they had a rental service, and also, it's also assumed that people wear various kinds of dresses, whereas tuxes tend to be fairly simple and straightforward, and it's only the, like, I don't really know what it's called, but it's, like, that sash thing that goes around your stomach, and then, like, the tie, really, like, those are the two things, and the handkerchief thing that, like, those are the different colors that you have, but everything else seemed fairly standard, like, they were all black, and, like, a white shirt, uh, I know some people did some, like, different things, and that was really fun to see, but, um, typically, people who wore tuxes tended to wear the same, kind of, uh, dynamic of Texas, so I mean, you know, that was, that was that, and, um, everyone looked great, so it works, um, but on that note of rentals, so the reason why I talked, wanted to talk about this prom dress economy, because I think on one hand, it's, well, it's pretty obvious to you probably why it's detrimental, um, I only had one prom, and that's kind of how my school worked, unless you went with someone else, but then they changed the rules my year, so it was a bit stricter surrounding that. That part is not really important, but the point being, it's this one-time event, and buying a dress for one event is really not sustainable, really not minimal, and I mean, unless you have, you're just searching for places to drop your money, in which case, great, good for you, but, um, I certainly am not in that spot, so it's kind of a waste of your resources as well, um, especially, in my situation, and it might, this might be true for you as well, um, I move around a lot and have not been in one place for the past seven year, years, as you might know, at this point, so that really made no sense. Um, I still have it with me, and I have no idea what to do with it. I know people sell it, but I, I am also personally, I actually really, really like that dress, so I'm kind of attached to it, which is why I'm still holding on to it, which makes no sense, so I might sell it by the end of the year, and I'll update you if that does happen, and kind of how, like, reselling that goes maybe um but 
so definitely if you can either like buy a prom dress secondhand um if you have like a sibling who wore one i know it's a personal thing and like people get really attached but um if you can borrow one from someone or um there are also services out there um so I, i'll kind of go into that right now there are things like depop or um i know i don't think Topshop is a secondhand place those app oh poshmark um or other kind of apps that or thread up like these apps that you can use or like websites that you can use to shop secondhand so that's always a great option um but that said i'm really not a fan of that um as in secondhand is great that i like grew up wearing only secondhands basically because it doesn't make any sense to buy new clothes when you're growing through them so fast um but in the case of prom dresses like i feel like i would be so unsatisfied by it and i keep returning and getting a new one and returning and getting it like i just don't i don't even know if you can return like that um so i just don't know if i would be as um able to do that so another option is rent the runway um and the reason why that would be slightly better i think is because there's kind of assurance that the product is not in it's expected to be in like pretty fresh quality at least as far as i can gather um and i've looked at some of their dresses and they do have really nice dresses um and the thing about rent the one runway so that's rent the runway i know i talk fairly fast um on this podcast sometimes i kind of try not to bore you too much and i know i ramble so i try to speed it up which i realize probably is not the best idea for podcasts um i guess that's another let me know that i don't know i guess if you know me in real life please let me know um if you are so willing if i should talk faster or slower uh but if you don't then the telepathy thing as usual um thanks i i still need to figure that out somehow um but that said so rent the runway like runway as in like a fashion show runway um and the name comes from the fact that um a lot of these dresses are really fancy designer label um dresses that i definitely won't be able to normally afford say like you could rent a thousand dollar dress for like $90 $90 or I, I haven't really been on their website for a very long time since the prom season actually so I'm not really sure what where they are at right now especially under COVID um, but that's another great service that you can borrow um, I know that Rent the Runway also does like normal clothing but basically how it works is you can borrow these um, particularly dresses I think is their strong suit um, for the event you can borrow multiple sizes as well I think um, just to make sure you have the right size and then once you're done with the occasion you can send it back and they do the cleaning for you it's professionally cleaned and then it's ready to be rented out to someone else um, what's great about this is that you have an infinite wardrobe in a way as long as you're able to like pay the price for rental renting it um, you're good to go um, you can also borrow I believe like clutches or like shoes or even jewelry um, there are also like jewelry rental pro- um, programs as well out there um that's something that wouldn't really work for me because i really get attached to my jewelry um but uh if you're just looking to you know have a really nice jewelry for a special occasion and you don't really want to hold on to it that's another great sustainable option for sure that said when we're talking about sustainability and minimalism actually i do want to remind us that um even in these sustainable programs there's packaging that goes into it shipping obviously requires um someone to be transporting this that always basically things that cost money there's always some sort of production so some sort of environmental damage or some sort of like clutter that's coming into the process so i just want to be aware of that um of course it's not the most egregious thing at all it's a great way to reduce waste overall um and i do really support that but i don't want to say that it's a zero waste option because it really isn't um but that's it so those are some great alternatives um i'm sure it's similar for like tuxes or like shirts and pants and like other dressy items as well but i just haven't really looked into it personally um 
but so those are kind of some alternatives um but I'm titling this Unlearning the Boarding School Social Life because in the boarding school social life, um, if you never attended one, you basically dress up for every occasion. Um, and this is in a very kind of, hetero, again, heteronormative environment. Um, we had the women's and men's dorms, or rather boys and girls dorms, I guess. Um, and that's how things were split up. Um, and within those dorms you kind of get ready to events for events and you're not friends with everyone in the dorm necessarily but like your core friend group is likely to come from those residential environments um and then while you're getting ready you're kind of sharing clothing which is always a great sustainable option by the way i wasn't really thinking of it that way but like borrowing people's clothing lending them your dresses is always a fun way to mix up your outfits while also not um adding in clutter into your wardrobe or to the earth um, but there was this pressure around the boarding school social life to never wear the same dress to the same or to kind of any event again. Um, and that doesn't make any sense at all, especially because a lot of people wore like fairly fancy dresses. I certainly did as well, um, to these occasions. Um, and then you would just never wear them again. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, recently I did a major wardrobe declutter. Um, I, Use the service of ThreadUp to declutter. So basically, ThreadUp, Depop, Poshmark, those websites you can use, websites slash apps you can use to sell your clothing as well as buy secondhand clothing. So I sold a lot of my like really high quality pieces to ThreadUp, um, assuming that someone's probably going to want to like buy it maybe, um, or if not, they're going to find a way to um, upcycle it somehow. Um, so that's what I try to do. Just so you know, um, I did a episode about how I recycle my t-shirts into Swiffer sheet uh, swaps. Um, so for like lower quality things or like just things that I don't think anyone's going to want, I just do that so that I'm getting the most out of those products. But those are just for higher end kind of nicer things. Um, I sold back to ThreadUp because I no longer have an occasion to wear them. Like once you get out of that high school um, especially boarding school environment, you will realize that, or I realize that rather, um, I know this is not a widely shared experience, I realize that you don't really have those occasions in college at all, like, the college going out scene and high school going out scene were drastically different for me, um, so I think that the boarding school environment has a lot of problems, and one of them is this pressure to dress up and to never wear the same dress, um, not that people don't do that necessarily, especially, like, it was, like, okay to wear the little black dress multiple times, but I didn't have a little black dress, so that also posed a problem, um, so it's, especially when you're at such a vulnerable time, you're away from home, at least for me, I was in an entirely different culture, it's just really hard to navigate that sort of, like, fitting into the social scene, and while I never personally strove to fit in at all, that's never something that I go for, because I think that that's a little boring, um, but that said, I still kind of experimented with things and I think that I created a lot of waste in the process. So what I would say is that if, well, I guess if for some reason someone who is listening to this has some decision-making power at a boarding school, please denormalize that. That's not environmentally sustainable. That's not financially sustainable for a lot of people, though maybe for some folks. Um, and it's not a good mindset to have going into college either. Um when maybe some people are becoming financially independent and they're learning to sustain themselves um, and budgeting is really important or um, I mean clutter is never really helpful especially in college I think most people tend to move around if you are an on-campus resident then you're moving around from dorms to off-campus apartments to like another dorm um, or to abroad maybe it just doesn't make sense to increase your closet load um, so 
I would urge people um, to kind of get out of the mindset if you can, if you are in a boarding school setting or if you have any influential power, like if you're an administrator or a teacher there or know someone who is. Um, and But also, even if you aren't going through that experience, um, I'm sure that in some parts of the world, there's some pressure to not wear the same outfit to the same set of occasions, perhaps. Like maybe if you're I know for sure that I subconsciously think through my speaking occasions, so if I'm moderating a panel or speaking to like prospective students, things like that, I'm thinking what am I wearing and have I worn this to a similar occasion before? That's just kind of for fun and I don't obviously go out and buy a piece just to fit those occasions and I've never really done that, but um, if uh, that sort of thing like put, um, is a stressor for you and you feel like you need to go and get something new, know that people don't remember um and no one really really cares unless you're like side by side putting up those photos in your room or something and introducing 20 people into your room every day and walking them through your experiences or something like that um so like people don't notice um and when people do it would probably be because they like really liked your dress or something like that um so it would hardly be for a bad reason um, and also know that if you are a dress wearer, the tux wearers of the world get to rewear the same thing every day or every time. So why why not you too? It doesn't it really doesn't matter. Um, but of course, I'm not saying that you can't wear different dresses to your occasions for sure. Um, I have multiple dresses still um, that I love, and I know I will continue to buy more um, for sure because fashion is something that I really enjoy, even though like I don't like look particularly good or anything it's just kind of fun um it's kind of like playing dress up except in real life I guess uh but when you are making those purchases things like ThreadUp, Depop, Poshmark, uh secondhand stores like Buffalo Exchange, um uh Goodwill or your friend's closet uh a great option or your mom's closet always a great option or your dad's or whoever else's um point being there are a lot of secondhand or reusing or like borrowing options out there that can help you diversify what you wear without actually investing in it um and i just really wanted to urge people to get out of the mindset of you need to wear a different thing to different occasion or you can't wait to wear the same thing again or that like people care because they really don't um so so yeah um that's kind of the gist of this podcast on the prom dress economy and how detrimental that can be slash how we can move away from it um i think overall as societal commentary i i would like to kind of speak to the japanese contrast actually so this is kind of interesting because the japanese contrast we have a coming of age day um and that's when people turn 20 it's not on your birthday but it's rather Um, a set day in January where everyone dresses up in traditional clothing. Sometimes people don't wear traditional clothing as well. Um, And I'll talk about a specific episode. So I was looking at photos. I personally didn't participate um, because it would have been like the day before I left to the United States back to school. Um, I was a little sad that I couldn't make it. I think it was the day of actually that I left to the United States. Um, And while I was sad that I couldn't participate, I also did not want to invest in this traditional clothing, even though it's so, so beautiful and I love it. Um, And I've loved every time I've had the opportunity to dress up in any way, Um, but it costs a lot of money. So I think that's pricier than prom dresses. So the rental norm, I think, is about $1,000 or right, $1,000 um dollars i believe um i i would double check that um if you are actually in the market to look for a dress i mean sorry uh traditional kimono um but um point being it's extremely expensive um and i personally did not 
feel like that was a priority. Um, a lot of my family members I really invested in, as in financially, literally invested in um, my education. Um, and I didn't feel like that was a burden that I wanted to put on anyone um, or that that was something that was particularly that important to me that I needed to spend that much money for just one day. Um, also, a lot of people like will borrow that same outfit, take photos and then borrow it again and do the actual event or some people purchase those or some people have hand-me-downs um so that's a beautiful part about japanese culture is that hand-me-downs are really valued like it's almost better if it's a hand-me-down especially when that kimono's case um and so for kimono people um pass it down from past generations that was an option available to me as well but i would have just had to um, adjust the clothing um, that's something that's commonly done in Japan especially for traditional clothing is you get get them adjusted um, that can be fairly expensive but definitely not as expensive as buying a whole new set or borrowing a whole new set um, so a lot of people pass it down from their grandparents or their parents um, and so that's also that was that's definitely a great option that's involved in that process but it's still a very kind of intensive process um, and you can't it's really difficult for people to put on their own kimonos, which is the traditional clothing. So you need to hire someone to do it for you or your family members or whoever's helping you better be really, really skilled because um, you really can't do it by yourself unless you like take extensive lessons in this. Um, so that's what I would have experienced. Obviously, it's different for people who wear the other thing, which is called hakama, which is um, traditionally for men. Um, but it's kind of a different set of clothing, and I think that's a little easier to put on, but still, like, traditional clothing, still expensive, whatnot. Um, people don't use it on their daily um, basis, and um, in that process, I was going into this lengthy explanation to show exactly how intensive of a process it is, because it's more than a prom dress, far more than a prom dress. I could put on my own prom dress, um, and it also was far more affordable, but, um, so people do this, and then you go to your reunions, um, and then everyone kind of from the entire city gathers into these halls, and then after that, you go to reunions, typically based on your high school, um, I, I think it varies by region as well, but, um, at least that's what happened with my, um, former school, which had an extension high school as well, um, and then I noticed that there was one person out of the entire class that went to that reunion, which the vast majority of about, like, 180 of so of the people went, because we, we're a really good school, really, really, really tight um, classes, and so I noticed that one person, I think it was one or maybe two people, uh, weren't in kimonos, they were wearing, like, dresses, like, really nice dresses, um, but they weren't in kimonos, and I know, I know how that feels, because you kind of stick out your dress entirely differently, um, I believe one of them, at least, was someone who was abroad as well, so for her, it really doesn't make sense to you know, invest in that and go through that time and process in the short amount of time that she was home, um, because this all happens over winter break typically, so I think she just, like, was saving time and effort and money, and, like, I think that's a really smart choice, um, but, so in that setting, I know that in Japanese culture, there's a lot of shaming that goes into, like, not looking average or not looking standard like you fit in, um, so I really applaud her for taking that step to make a choice that was good for her, um, maybe it wasn't that, like, a thought-intensive process for her, maybe she was just, like, nonchalantly just wearing whatever she wanted, um, that's great, but, um, I know that that can be hard for some people, um, so I just kind of draw on that example to say, like, if spending, uh, like, a thousand dollars on a prom dress isn't realistic for you, or if you want to just borrow your sister's prom dress and just leave it at that, then no matter what everyone else looks like, oh, 
I'm gonna give you a side anecdote on this. Um, my year uh, for prom, mermaid dresses were popular. I don't know if those are still around. I thought they were, looked ridiculous. Sorry, um, people look good in it, but I think the dress looks ridiculous. Um, and because you like can't walk in them, right? Like your legs are constricted. I don't get it. Um, but that said, um, there's certain trends, and you might feel like you don't fit in if you're not making those same choices. Um, like maybe if it's a year, if or maybe if it's a normal year and you're wearing a mermaid um dress and you feel like you stick out because your dress doesn't look like everyone else's, um, it's okay. You get to make your own decisions. No one else decides what you do or say. Um, despite what like your um, we used to call them housemasters. I believe they're called something else because of the negative connotations that that term has. But basically, our dorm parents, um, who lived in our dorms, they applied a lot of social pressure as well. At least for me, primarily, I think they were the source of social pressure. Um, so don't listen to them. Um, listen to them in terms of safety and whatnot and guidance of those kinds. But don't listen to them if they try to tell you what to wear. Um or like how how you invested you should be in certain social events and that goes into minimalism because it's about making choices that make sense for you and for your life and it's not about pleasing anyone else or um satisfying some social agenda that you think exists because it probably doesn't and if it does then that really is not a social group or a person who is supportive of you and is truly kind and understanding of your needs so that long ramble was just to say the prom dress economy has to go um is not fitting for 2020 in the world of climate change and realistic sustainability and realistic minimalism um but i do really like dresses so not shaming anyone at all for making any purchases or any renting decisions that you do make and i support you um but there are a lot of alternatives out there so not that prom dresses are super relevant right now, obviously, uh, given the current um, situation, but when they do become relevant again, or whenever you're planning your outfit to the art gallery, or, sorry, I don't know why art gallery was the first thing to come to mind, to the ball at the White House, or that's also really far-fetched, um, you know, you get my, you get my drift, homecoming, whatever it is, don't feel like you need to buy something, think of the alternatives first, um, and yeah, have fun because it's definitely more about the people you're with than about what you're wearing because you're not even looking at yourself most of the time or you better not be. Go have fun. Um, and with that, I will end this very long um, podcast. Um, can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye, Minimal Moose.